0: Amen. Thank you, Jim. And uh, thank you all. It's good to see you. Happy Thanksgiving week. Hope you did have a good time this last week with family. We uh, we are a community that is being formed by the Spirit of Jesus. And we, we don't come around an, an idol formed by our own hands. We don't come together, uh, even purely just reading the wonderful Word of God that's out there. The Word of God is uh, an introduction to the author. And we are a community that is formed by his presence among us. And today, that's what I'm speaking about. Uh, Three nights ago, I had a dream in the night, and the Lord spoke to me through the dream and in the dream that today and, and ongoing, he is going to continuously teach us how he is revealing himself through Scripture. And one of our intercessors had a similar word through a dream that they had, uh, the same exact night. So to us, that's enough confirmation to move forward with that. Uh, So I'm going to set this up a little bit. So Jesus came, and everything that he spoke was out of hearing what the Father was speaking to him. That's what he tells us in John. Everything that he did was in response to seeing what the Father was doing and joining him there. Uh, He had so cultivated a connection with the Holy Spirit that he was able to flow in life and intimately knowing God as the Father and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit through those interactions. I'm going to briefly set up how we do that and how Jesus knew how to do that through the Old Testament and also then how he has shown us that through the New Testament. And then we're going to read the word of the Lord together and allow him to teach us through his spirit. Does that sound good? Uh, we do have an opportunity as a, as a forming community to learn how to form around his spirit and not just come to church and go through the motions. And so part of what I want to ask you all to do week in and week out is actually be ready to encounter the Lord. It is a chance to, to rest and, and to receive it's also a chance for you to be stretched and to grow into how you now can take this into your own life. Uh, I get to see you throughout the weeks, you know, as I'm getting a chance to meet you, certainly here on Sundays, but mainly your life is between you and the Lord throughout Sunday to Sunday. And and my responsibility, I feel, uh, is for you all to get to know Jesus in your day-to-day interactions and to be refreshed daily. So I'm going to turn this back to Isaiah 11. And this is going to be a bit of a recap for some folks that are here. But I want us to look at what it was that Jesus was coming in that was prophesied long ago. And so in Isaiah 11, verse 2, this is Isaiah looking ahead to the future. And he says the Spirit of the Lord will rest on what we know now to be Jesus, on him, the Messiah to come the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So the spirit of God rests upon a person, in this case, Jesus. And we who are in Jesus, the spirit now rests upon us. But the spirit rested on Jesus and through resting in Jesus, he received understanding. He received knowledge. Counsel, strength, the fear of the Lord, wisdom, that the Spirit of the Lord remained upon him and opened up the heart and mind of Jesus to receive more from the Father daily. And so this is a theme that we see throughout the Old Testament, and I'll look now also in Jeremiah chapter 31. I'll put it up on the screen for you as well. Let us see if I've got that one. Here, Jeremiah 31. And he's talking about the new covenant that he is making with the people of Israel. The Lord says, in those days, I will put my instructions deep within them. If you all know of deductive learning, you take knowledge that's outside of yourself and you bring it within yourself through reasoning and logic and reflection, asking questions, these kinds of things. God says when he gives you the new covenant, which you are now in in Jesus, he puts his understanding deep within you. It's what he does already for you. You don't have to bring it in. You don't have to figure it out. He puts his instructions deep within you, and he will write these instructions on your hearts. Earlier in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 17, it said, the heart is wicked above all else. Who can understand it? And then Isaiah prays in response, but you, O Lord, can heal me. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. And so God's response to Jeremiah's prayer is here in Jeremiah 31. I'll actually write my instructions on your heart. I'll give you a new heart. And the new heart you have in Jesus, it is like the heart of Jesus. It's pure. It's innocent. It's able to understand God. Not not the fullness of God. We're we're temporal. He's infinite. He's infinite but we are able to, in our way now, begin to understand him. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord, for everyone from the least and the greatest will know me already. And that word to know is the word of intimacy, like a husband would know his spouse. And so when Jesus comes, he walks in the power of the Holy Spirit, teaching all that the Father had given him to teach, And people were amazed at his teaching. There was a a verse where he comes to the Pharisees and recognized that, that Jesus had not gone to school to learn his letters and his numbers. And yet here he was with profound understanding, teaching them in the temples and in the courts. This understanding came from the Holy Spirit. And then he tells us after the resurrection in Luke 24, 44 and 45. He says, when I was with you before... I told you that everything written about me in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then to those that he was with, it was the disciples on the road to Emmaus, he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. It's a sovereign work of the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit to open up our minds to understand. If you have any understanding of God, if you have any fellowship with him whatsoever, if you have any Experience of his peace, it's because he's given that to you. He has opened up your minds to understand this. And I I know that we have been so well trained over our education system here in the West for so many years that we can understand profound things. We can understand how to put a man on the moon. I mean, that's amazing. And so we might actually have confidence in ourselves that we're able to grasp and hold the principles and laws of physics and these type of things so that we can, we can grow in understanding. But to know God is something different. And he says that he will open up our minds and give understanding. And if you have that, it's because he's given it to you. It's not because you figured it out. Which, which to me is, is such a, an astonishing reality. It's such a blessing. You know, it, he took the intentional time to, to grab a hold of your face that day, whatever it is that you know about him, and give you understanding. It's like a kiss from God. I, I want you to know this, my daughter. I want you to know this, my son. I want you to know me through that. And, and so that's him opening up his heart and mind to you to give that to you. John 16, before he was crucified on the cross, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So again, he's, Jesus has taken his understanding from Isaiah and from Jeremiah, and he's now given us to you and I. He says, the spirit will guide you into all truth. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. How much of our day, just asking you all, are you aware of the Spirit guiding you into all truth? How much of your day is spent cultivating, following Him and His guidance to know truth? And here Jesus is saying, I will send the Spirit and He will guide you into all truth. It's astonishing. He will guide you. And so as we cultivate the spirit of the Lord, which we're going to practice here in a bit, as Katie was leading us into, and Sarah and, and the musicians were following where the spirit was leading during that last song. That last song was, it was a spontaneous song. It was written as you were listening. As you begin to cultivate that, you will experience more and more the Lord leading you in the ways of wisdom, and the ways of truth. Truth itself is compelling to the world because the world lives in falsehoods. The, the world tries to understand and cannot. The world does not have a mind that's open to truth. And so when you learn how to cultivate truth and speak it out loud, people are captivated at that because finally there's something that's helping them to ground themselves in reality as you walk it out yourself. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So whatever you are receiving from the Spirit, like what we were receiving from during worship, was from Jesus, the King of Kings was in this room, leading us through the Holy Spirit, and we were following. That's the most exciting thing I could think of in my days. <laughs> like, what do you want to do today? Let's go follow God. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is the Spirit. The, the kingdom of, of God is, is wherever the Holy Spirit is, and that's been given to Jesus. And so when Jesus gives us, to his, gives us the Spirit, it's from the Father also. And so the, the Father, Son, and Spirit are in concert together, giving us of themselves through the Spirit. Finally, I'm going to look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. And this is the Apostle John, and he's writing to the church. And he says, but you have received the Holy Spirit. This is what Matthew was telling us through his word. We, we have all been given this, this fire. We have all been given this knowledge. And he lives within you so that you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything that you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. A lot of us here, we we know ourselves to be part of uh, the the Protestant tradition, the the post-Reformation church that happened because the Leaders of the church at that time, the the Roman Catholic Church at that time, they were telling the people what was the Word of God, and they weren't teaching the people how to learn the Word of God themselves. And so Martin Luther, he revolutionized the whole world by saying, in a sense, I I think through the scriptures alone, and and through the Spirit alone, we would say, we can actually come to know God apart from the papacy, apart from bishops and priests. Uh, I don't need you to pray for me, I can pray to God myself. That revolutionized the world i would say that luther and all of his courage to do that just didn't take it far enough uh part of my job is to help you all learn how to read the scriptures and hear the spirit teaching you yourself so i'm not the expert in your life you're not listening to my voice in your head as you are encountering the day-to-day things you are learning how to listen to the holy spirit in your life and so if you're in a meeting And you you say a quick prayer and you begin to hear the Spirit say to you, hey, I want you to redirect the meeting over this way today. And you now have confidence that's the Spirit. And you you follow that and you recognize that 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 helped you lead your company to a a newfound vista of of hope or whatever that might be. You you don't don't know what these things might be. I've heard stories of lawyers who are preparing for a defense and the Lord will tell them, I only want you to defend these three articles of of the case. And the lawyer would do that, believing that that was going to be insufficient. But being obedient to the Lord, they would. And then they come to find out that the other the prosecuting team had, had only plan, planned to practice the other ones. And so when the defense defended the three and the prosecuting weren't ready for that, they won the case and it was a righteous and just decision because the others had all this money and all that kind of stuff. And so I've heard stories of the spirit of the Lord moving through the courts because people were willing to listen to him as opposed to listen to what they might have discerned from the experts. And so our job isn't to throw away all these best practices, but learn instead how to always hear the voice of the Lord through that. And so in 1 John, he's telling us that you have this anointing that teaches you all these things. And the way to activate it is at the very end, stay in fellowship with Christ. Stay aware of his presence. Stay aware of your union with him, and you will learn how the anointing teaches you. And so today we start out in worship. We cultivate the presence of the Lord. We, we, we sing praises to him, and we become aware of his presence, his peace, his love. We, we become aware that the, the things of the week begin to fall off. As we come to the table of God, he requires us to come to Jesus and let us be cleansed by the Lord, always. And in that cleansing, we begin to hear him more and more clearly. And so today, with that in mind, I want to continue our passage from Hebrews chapter 4. But now you all are going to be the ones that are going to be taught by the Lord. So this is going to be a little fun exercise for us. These last months we've been working through the, the letter of Hebrews and we had parked it on rest. And we've been talking about how to stay in rest with the Lord. In that place of rest, in that place of fellowship with Christ, we begin to hear His spirit speaking to us more and more. And then we begin to know how to follow him more and more. And so what I want you all to do is is prepare yourselves. I want you to take these passages that you're hearing, that you've seen that are in the scriptures, and now we're going to ask the Lord to teach us. So in a moment, I'm going to read aloud a passage from Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm going to let the Lord speak to you about it. I'm going to read through it a couple different times, and then I'm going to highlight a couple different passages, and just allow the Lord to speak to you about this. How does, that, how does that sound? Does that sound pretty amazing? Uh, I, I know if you're anything like me, to have Jesus speaking directly to me is one of the greatest thrills of my life. To know his presence when he speaks, to be filled with his, his sense of wisdom, grounds me, gives me a sense of you know, my certainty in this world, helps give me direction. And so I have to daily cultivate hearing his voice in my life. And so today he is here to give you this. He's spoken, I know, through me through dreams and have it confirmed, but I I want you mostly to have confidence that he's also spoken already through the word of God, that he is speaking to you and he wants to teach you today personally. And so if you would, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10 through 16. I'm going to read it out loud. You don't have to read it if you don't want to, in your own words, in your own scriptures. Uh, You can read it from here, or you can listen to me. But take a moment and close your eyes, if you would, just for a moment, and be still.
1: Father, I do ask right now for your Holy Spirit to teach us.
0: I ask that you would reveal your word to us, speaking to us. I ask that you would give us confidence and faith that you are the one that's speaking to us. So I ask that you remove all doubt. I ask that you remove all deception. And I ask simply that your son Jesus would be glorified in having his spirit now teach us. So follow along on the screen, your own scriptures, or just hear my voice if you want to. I'm going to read, and I'm going to ask that the Lord just simply speak to you. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God rested after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses For he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Just pause and let the Lord teach you what it is that he wants. And as he is, and as you're waiting, you may have a question. Feel free to let that question come before the Lord. Continue with this conversation with the Lord as I read it again. You don't have to follow. You can continue just to listen to the Spirit and talk with Him. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, We will fall, for the word of the Lord is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. And so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most.
1: Everyone doing okay?
0: Does anybody want to take a risk and to share what the Lord was teaching you to us? Yeah? Speak loud so we can hear. Yeah, so
1: the first verse I put up verse 16, is the report
2: that here to Throne of grace and fullness, that we may receive mercy and find grace for help and time in time of need. And I asked the Lord, like, what's up the throne of grace? And it was later in the right after it says, we will find mercy and grace. So he brought me back to that verse in thirteen. It says, no creature is hidden from him, but all are needed. Do not run from him and things in your heart exposed. Run to to receive grace and mercy. And kind um, of brought me back to the garden of where when Adam, like they saw their nakedness when they fell and like saw his sin, and I said, "When you run to him, he clothe you with grace." Mm, that's so, great.
1: That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So, like, when things are exposed in my
2: heart, it so may maybe like bitterness. Or a lot of the times, like, I'll actually like run to like things of the world. Like sometimes, like when I'm angry, I'll run to things So like just like kind of to
1: ease of pain. But instead, when you run to the Father, to the throne, you actually receive
0: peace. Hmm. That's amazing. So, like, Thank you, Mason. And so in that passage, just to recap it a bit so that everyone can maybe hear it, uh, it says that we all, uh, everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, the eyes of the Lord. And Mesa was taken back to the garden where Adam and Eve were naked before God. And whereas before in the garden, Adam and Eve, you know, they they essentially ran, they, they covered themselves. Here, when we run to God, he covers us and clothes us with grace. And mercy. So instead, Mason used the example that whenever it is that we feel exposed or when we maybe sin or we, we do something that falls short of God's grace, maybe we turn to something in the world. Maybe we run to that as opposed to running to God. We run to these false satisfactions. But here God is saying that when we turn to him, we are clothed. We receive from him what we need to. That's beautiful. So, is that right? Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. This is fun. This is good news. It's worth spending time on the Lord with these kind of questions. I want to do... Actually, uh, Mason went ahead and ran ahead of me a bit. The part that I wanted to highlight next was Hebrews 4.13, this this very place right here. And for us to sit with it for a little bit, but he then went ahead of me even further. And... (laughs) 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 <laughs> and he, he jumped to verse 16 and said that when we go to him in the midst of our exposure we receive grace and mercy so how about that so the spirit of the lord put that on my heart as i was preparing this and then he stirs mason and teaches the same thing pretty cool huh? pretty neat uh so uh who else wants to to share would anyone else like to? Uh, I hope this is giving you confidence that you can hear from the Lord, He is the one that's directing this time. Anybody want to
1: take a risk? Mm hmm. That mercy and that grace mm. comes in. That not, not only is confession a beautiful thing, but looking at it. Well, Jesus it. Mm. Like when you sit with somebody and they through something and they understand the wound or the pain or the, the brokenness, that there's a safety there. Just looking and saying, okay, not only is confession a beautiful thing, but the word of God is what Mm.
0: Yeah, that's good, Michaela, thank you. And so the the word of the Lord brings uh, conviction to bring us to mercy and grace. So it exposes for the purpose of allowing us to confess these things to the Lord. And juxtaposed against that can be maybe what some of us an experience with friends or family around Thanksgiving maybe where we get friendly fire as she was describing it where those words come at us and they tear us down. They they don't inspire us to go before the throne of grace. They actually cause us to want to retreat and hide more. And so the word of God, this is an amazing, by the way, discernment for all of us, a lesson of discernment. Uh, We will hear words sometimes that are true about us. But if those words that are spoken to us, that are from the Lord, are, are genuinely there from Him, they will lead us to the place of grace and mercy. There's a conviction there that leads us into His presence. There's words that are spoken to us that are true that bring shame, condemnation, and cause us to hide. That's not from the Lord. And sometimes we can mix those two verses. There's two words up. There's spirits up. Sometimes we, we, can, we can know, oh, that's true. Therefore, I'm going to castigate myself, or I'm going to feel guilty, or I'm going to feel shame, or I'm going to feel burdened by what I'm hearing. That's not the Lord who's doing that. Religion will tell you, yes, this is how we grow in God. We, we castigate ourselves. We, you know, we, we humble ourselves in that, that unhealthy way, but the conviction of the Lord always leads us to rest. And so if you're hearing words about yourself and it's not leading you in the end to a healthy confession and rest, then that's not from the Lord and you can just ignore it. You are actually called to turn away from that. Tell it to go to hell, whatever you guys want to do. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's not from the Lord. And receive from him. Well, this is fun. I could do this for a while. I actually want us to break out now into groups for a bit of time. And, uh, and just share what the Lord has been sharing with you. And so if you wouldn't mind uh, breaking down into groups of three, not everyone needs to share in this time, but if someone wants to, I would, be, I would love to know what that's, what that's been like for you. So share something that this is stirring if you'd like to do that. Uh, share what this process is like, and then allow the other people just to listen to what the Lord is teaching you about that. And, and perhaps even ask a question of it. My guess is that if you've heard from Mason and you've heard from Michaela, you've actually already learned something from the Lord. And so I would invite you to, we're going to do this for about 10 minutes, not a lot of time, just to hear what one or two people within that group of three have heard from the Lord and let that strengthen you as well. And so would you guys mind doing that? We're going to do that again for about 10 minutes, break out into groups of three, and uh, and then continue on with that. So any any questions? All right, let's do that.